Yo, this hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is Podcast, a comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thanks so much for being here. Thoroughly appreciate it. We have a very fun episode for you today. It's with the Of The Show boys, and we are talking all that pop about basketball movies. Super fun. We really get into it, and I'll just let you know now, we got so into the weeds that we're going to have to try to do a bonus episode to cover some of the things that we got in there. But let's just get right to it. Here's my chat with the Of The Show boys. Are you ready to start the basketball movie bracket episode? And then cheering, cheering, just tons of cheering from uh, the audience, I imagine. And your starters, starting at guard, from North Carolina, brother of the show, Trey! Cheering, cheering, cheering. Not quite as loud, but still cheering. (laughs) And on band! Starting on band from Kentucky, <laughs> best friend of the show, Rob. I really thought you were going to say the shortest center ever to play for <laughs> at 5'10. <laughs> and it hosts Jason Bond. <laughs> I threw myself in there the way they announced Seth Meyers. Did you ever listen to that guy? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, and your host, Seth Meyers. They just kind of like say it. <laughs> yeah, it's not like Conan O'Brien. Right, right. It's just Seth Meyers. Yeah, then there's also, it's him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was laughing to Trey about this clip from the Dennis Miller show, not Dennis Miller live on HBO, the show that Mm -hmm. he had briefly before that. And the announcer guy, he just said, ladies and gentlemen, it's him. (laughs) And then Dennis Miller walked out. I was like, that's terrible. I think that was just one time he did it that way. Because another clip I saw, it was different. Like they tried to mix it up, I guess. That was Nick Bakai, by the way, Rob. Yeah. Announcing for uh, Dennis Miller. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh at that. Yeah, this is the of the show guys. Yeah, because Justina wasn't able to join simply because she knew she was not going to have anything <laughs> to say about basketball. <laughs> it felt I, a little. I, mean, I, I was like, I mean, I don't want to assume Justina's watched a lot of basketball movies, but yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you right now, she has seen three that are on the bracket. And, because uh, you watched them this week. We right? just watched, yes. <laughs> Let me guess. Thunderstruck, <laughs> Airbud, and Glory Road. Airbud is actually not streaming anywhere, Rob. 
It's I was not? trying to find it. No, oh, like it's a Disney movie and it's not on Disney Plus. They've got like the Air Buddies. I was going to say because Air Buddies was on there and like because I watched Space Buddies one morning with my son and had a lobotomy after it. But yeah, <laughs> so I just assumed it was on there. No, I've seen I trying to. I've legitimately oh. seen Air Bud. So like, I wanted to see it because I, I remember the when it came out. Yeah, it was hilarious. I always thought it was a funny premise and it's just like silly, you know, and yeah. Steve Higgins kept referencing it on Fallon. He keeps saying there's nothing in the rule book that says a dog, <laughs> dog can't, can't play basketball. basketball. <laughs> it's a good it's a good clip and it's I I watched it when I was making the promo and it looked like I would probably actually like the movie cuz I it's think they put terrible. actual thought into it. <laughs> yeah. There's someone yeah. I follow who used to write for Fallon and then she moved on to write for Lily Singh. And more recently, she worked on Murderville, which I love. Marina Kockenberg is her name. And I follow her on social media. And she was posting once that she, I think she won, she helped her team win a trivia night because she could name all five of the Airbud movies that That's had come impressive. out by that point. Yeah. Like just off the top of her head, ever since, whenever I think of Airbud, she comes to mind. I've even like chatted with her about the fact that she that's, does those that's, that's that's pretty amazing. That's I don't think yeah, I can do it. Pretty hilarious. And I'm a freak, and I don't think I can do it. <laughs> can you put um, in the clip of Colin Joe saying, "Yeah, but I'm a freak." <laughs> <laughs> Notes, Trey, get you <laughs> for the YouTube. I'm typing. But speaking of a movie I've always wanted to see but hadn't seen. Love and Basketball. You hadn't seen it? Oh, I hadn't man. seen. I'd seen parts of it, and I always wanted to see it. When it came out, I remember I was like, "I want to see it." I love mm -hmm. Omar Epps. I was a big fan, and wanted to see it, and just messed around. Never saw it until the other day. Loved it. Thought it was great. Mm -hmm. Just finished watching. He got game. Another movie. I was like, I mean, I love Spike Lee and I love Denzel. And I saw parts of that and was like, this movie looks great. And I just never got around to seeing it. A few um, years ago, after I moved to LA, when I first got like premium channels is the first time mm -hmm. I finally saw He Got Game. And I watched it again this past week because uh, I, I loved it the first time. So I wanted to watch it again and lead up to this. I don't want to talk about it yet, but I've, lis I've listened to a podcast with Denzel and it was a lot of talking about He Got Game. It was glorious. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's great. I actually saw a headline that was Ray Allen saying Denzel wasn't actually supposed to score on him. No, okay, that, that's what I saw. Yes, I read I, that. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah. yeah, he talked. He scored three. He like Denzel grew up like playing in, in New York and like at mm -hmm. the Boys and Girls Club. And he was okay, but obviously wasn't as you know. He's not Ray Allen. He's not Ray right. Allen. He's not Ray yeah. Allen. Yeah. He's not NBA ready. But I think Ray was nervous because they're acting and like obviously it's not his world. And like Spike told Denzel, he was like give it to him like you know mm -hmm. like give it and so like ray didn't know it was coming so like that's what i mean so that's like legitimate like he's like he like can't he's believe pissed it. for real he's really pissed for real he cannot because he thought you know they were just gonna be like playing right and then like denzel's like actually trying and so he got mad <laughs> that sort of when i read that it reminded me of something that happened in college because i was playing mm -hmm. 21 with a couple guys from the basketball team uh grant Hill. todd singleton well no grant was gone <laughs> But Todd Singleton, who was a walk-on, and then Mike Chappelle, uh, who ended up transferring, and he won the national championship with Michigan State in 2000. Really? Uh, oh, so okay. we were we were playing 21 after practice one day. And I was just playing. I was just trying. I didn't pick up on how guys were, were taking stuff. Yeah. And so I had, like, 
stolen the ball or gotten a couple of rebounds a couple of times and like was able to rush out. Cause this was the, it wasn't the style of 21 that they played in love and basketball where you mm-hmm. could just steal it and immediately lay it up. Yeah. Like we actually had to take it back. <laughs> I thought that was interesting in love and basketball. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Same person or director wrote it. And I wonder if they actually know anything about basketball. She ran track at UCLA. I re- I All right, that, that explains. Oh, is that that, that explains? explains it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so I I took it back and like did a turnaround jump shot on on Todd, mm-hmm. who's like six whatever, and I'm five eleven uh, with shoes on, uh, and so I hit a couple of those kinds of shots, and apparently I didn't notice this myself, but apparently Todd started getting pissed. <laughs> He's like slapping the floor and shit. Yeah. Mike Chappelle's laughing so hard he like takes himself out of the game. He's just <laughs> just sitting on the sidelines laughing because it's like Todd's that's taking funny. it serious. But that's kind of how it, it sounded should, uh like Ray Allen took it. Yeah. <laughs> when well, should we pre- shots. Should we preference, you know, Trey's background? I don't know if you have you ever mentioned it on the podcast? I Trey's don't background? feel like you I don't have. I think so. I don't no. think we ever talked about it. So so I was a manager for the basketball team at Duke all four of my years. And so I was the same year as Wojo and came in with Trajan, but he redshirted with Trajan Langdon. Cherokee uh, Parks. Cherokee was Parks there. was a senior my yeah. freshman year. So he was the, he and Eric Meek were like the last remnants and um, uh, uh, Kenny Blakeney were the last remnants of the championship teams. What year did, what uh, year did Leitner, did Leitner graduate in 92? Yeah, he graduated in 92, Hurley okay. in 93, and Grant in 94. So when That's I was what, I didn't think they graduated the same year. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and my senior year was Elton Brand as a freshman, Shane Battier as a freshman. Yeah. Will Avery. And I love Elton because he was so nice to our mom. <laughs> at the like banquet at the end of the year, Trey introduced our mom to Elton, and Elton went, Are you Joe's mommy? And I was like, Oh, this guy's the sweetest dude. <laughs> He was so sweet and charismatic. I really liked him for that. So whenever I, anyone's talked bad about him since, I was like, you go to hell. Elton Brand <laughs> was nice to my mom. He yeah. called my mom mommy. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you don't talk about him that way. When I got to ESPN and folks were talking bad, like somebody, a friend of mine said she hated Trajan Langdon. And I was like, Trajan? Why do you Trajan of all people? Trajan, <laughs> Trajan's like the nicest, quietest dude. Like, right, most unassuming. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was her personal problem. Yeah, that was very well, was much a a her fan. problem. UConn people hated Duke because in nineteen in nineteen ninety, mm-hmm. Leitner hit another the shot. Yeah, before the, the shot. shot. Yeah, and it was uh, it was against. Yukon, uh, and so Yukon yeah. people oh, hated us ever since. Sense. I actually didn't know this until I got to ESPN. You know, ESPN Bristol, Connecticut. So, mm-hmm. like the second, my oh, first yeah. day on the job. So I started in in May of '99 at ESPN. We lost to Yukon in the championship in yeah, March of '99. Yeah, and uh, and so again, I still, even though we lost, and I I was at the game and kind of saw everything unfolding. Uh, it was the year after I graduated. Uh, I, I still didn't know the hate that UConn had, but my first day at ESPN, I go to my cubicle and there, uh, so that season ESPN, the magazine had a cover that said Duke or die. And it was Elton and Will Avery and, mm-hmm. and whoever might've only been those two. And so somebody doctored it and put it in my cube and it said Duke died. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so and then like, 
and, yeah. and what I didn't know they were going to do is they uh, sent an email before my first day saying, please welcome here are the new people who are about to start. And so they gave my background in that email. Yeah. So I didn't know this when I started. And like, I kept getting all these comments about UConn beating us. And I was like, how the fuck do you even know I went to UConn? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see me on TV? Like, <laughs> Handed somebody a Gatorade? Yeah. <laughs> they saw that, I was like, better not come work for ESPN. <laughs> I will tell you, Black people knew who I was. I was the only Black person in a suit other than the assistant coaches. Oh, so, yeah, like, that makes people sense. always knew. Noticed. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Yeah. They were probably like, man, check out that guy's mustache. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't look as bad. If you're watching this on YouTube, then. let me tell you, you're not going to see a picture of Trey in a mustache because he's the one who edits the video. <laughs> no, I will. I'll actually show it because like my senior year photo and stuff like that. When I was in college, I don't know what it is about when I was in high school or college, the mustache in, in retrospect, when I look back at pictures, those years still look fine. It's something happened as I aged and I don't know uh, what the hell happened. You aged into the creepiness of the mustache in, in, in my, in my reboot, in my re, in my imagined reboot of the, of the uh, podcast is basically just every time we go to Trey, it's just, it's just the barge. So <laughs> Any light-skinned black person, even with, with a without a mustache, but yeah, people, that's what I got called. Even you, by oh, the really? black people. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Jay and I were yeah. probably the first ones to say that. What the barge? <laughs> cousin, cousin of the show. He's never cousin. Been yeah, we're yeah. probably the first to say the barge. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably the first, but you're not the yeah. last. And then, oh. uh, and then I heard uh, Rick Fox a lot because you know he was at Carolina when I was. In yeah, high I could see that. Yeah. Rick Fox is too fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I swear, audience, we will talk more about this bracket <laughs> in real terms. We're talking basketball. <laughs> so there are a lot of these that I haven't seen. And so so people know uh, we have four divisions, as always. There's comedies, there's dramas. You could imagine those would be on there. But we have documentaries. Was able to find eight documentaries that were that should have been included, and the last section was sort of here's what's left because yeah. there were so many dramas, so many comedies, and so many documentaries to choose from that I uh, knew that those were going to be the choices. That I knew those were going to be three of the divisions. So mm -hmm. the final one is where. The family films and the animated films and the romance or romantic comedies come in to play. So they don't all match up necessarily like dramas or comedies and documentaries would, but I am still very happy with how that division laid itself out. Actually, I think I think besides like me disagreeing with some of your placements for brackets, it's is actually when we talked about it, this is what I envisioned. So I was pretty impressed. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. there were certain ones where I was like okay, those two should be matched up together in the first round or whatever yeah. because they were similar kinds of movies. Or the don't call it a sequel. <laughs> right, like, well, yeah, like Space Jam, Jam and Space and... Jam, A New Legacy, that made sense to put up against each other. Mm -hmm. You know, or like put it like, not forgetting movies like Just Right or Forget Paris, which are, you know, right. I mean, they're, they're not, they're not like you're, they're not like Hoosiers, and the, but they're right. not necessarily semi-pro either. So it's kind of, it's, right. It, they I matched think that was up my... well, and they were both romantic comedies yeah. uh, of a certain style. I felt like that made 
Those two yeah. work well together. We had that. We had the animated category in Christmas movies. And it's just like, for most of us, it was like, we just hadn't seen a lot of them. But like with that one, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd seen actually most of that category. So I was like, oh, I'm pretty happy. And even documentaries, yeah. I'd seen a lot of them. So mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, so I liked a the, the lot of the matchups. There were some nice, like I was glad that the way back was against Coach Carter because it pitted Ben Affleck against Samuel L. Jackson again. You, you see, see what, what I, I can, can do, do to you? you? <laughs> uh, what was the uh, name of that movie? <laughs> Changing Lanes, bro. Changing Lanes, yeah. I know. I wanted to say Sliding Doors or something. I was like, no, that's a totally different thing. That was going um, to Paltrow. And he exactly, it. yeah. Trey, you'll have to put a clip of that in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've been I'm typing that reference for 20 years. We've made a reference to that movie. 20 years. I'm obsessed <laughs> with Changing Lanes. So let's talk about what the tough matchups were first, like we have a tendency first. to do. And let's go with the comedy category first. And Rob, why don't you tell us in that category where you ended up having the uh, very tough- first one, the very first one. It was very hard for me because mm-hmm. I love semi-pro. I think semi-pro is hilarious. I, I think it's, uh, I really, I, I was shocked to, to, to see it at eighth place. I text you about it, but like, I was shocked because mm-hmm. I think and one Celtic pride is garbage. So it was like easy, like that, that <laughs> there was no playoff there. Like that was yeah, very that almost easy. didn't make it, but it made it. You have of to put it. Lift, yeah. Lift, you have to like, put it. Why? In there. It's not a good, <laughs> no it, one likes that movie. No, it's, it's not that funny, but like semi pro is funny. Like, and obviously please right now insert jive Turkey scene. Cause that part is just <laughs> so funny. Like it's just, I do love that scene. I love that scene, but there's some, I mean, I, I really enjoyed that movie. And it's, it's actually got some decent basketball in it. I mean, obviously, and it all kind of hinges at the, I just love the, so in the film, Will Ferrell owns the Flint tropicals. So Flint, Flint, Michigan has a team and a team in the ABA and they're the Flint tropicals, which is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and flint michigan so <laughs> and and um he uh the reason he bought the team was because he has a hit song called love me sexy but um when he he in the last game in this the uh, the movie he gets knocked out and he like goes to heaven and he meets his mom who's paid by patty labelle <laughs> <laughs> And she teaches him um, the alley-oop. And so they start doing the alley-oop in the movie. And so, and it's got, I mean, it's got a good cast. It's got Andre, Andre 3000, Andre Benjamin. So, yeah. He plays, I, and that, he plays Coffee Black. I really Black. enjoyed the movie too. It was, yeah. uh, it's, it's and hilarious. it did have, a, you know, Tim Meadows and Andy Richter. Rob Corddry and, and, yeah, and Will Arnett. Will Arnett. And, I mean, it's got um, so many great people. And it was, yeah. Matt Walsh. that scene. Yeah. Like, he plays, that yeah. was, the ref, that yeah. movie the ref, was a, father was a flop that that movie did not do well it was a it, it ended up being a flop um okay. because they 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 spent a lot of money on it and it only made 44 million dollars mm. and so it wasn't even like a modest success yeah i believe it, it was uh, a, it would, uh like it didn't make its money back but it, it would, also was just really a tepid response um from users like mm. the user scores for that were not good God, so and strange. so um, many funny yeah. scenes in that movie like i yeah. love but i mean you know obviously white men can't jump i will get into it later but right like, yeah that's gonna win the the win it and that's why i was mad because i'm like damn it why can't it gone against uncle drew or as i like yeah. to call it uncle anti-vaxxer <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's perfect that it's uncle drew because that is the person that would be 
the anti-vaxxer, right? It's around yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, that was an easy one to say, fish that save Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, I did actually put Uncle Drew over fish that save Pittsburgh. <laughs> Damn. Well, Trey and I did... I've never seen I it. Like I like Lil Lou Hudson's in it. So I like well, Lil Rel too. And I like and Nick and but Nick. Um, I know Lou Hudson. <laughs> like he's a friend of the family. Yeah, he was he was on the LA team at the end. Because it was oh. the, the Lakers, but they couldn't say Lakers. They called them a fake LA team. Oh, so it was right. the actual starters of the, the Lakers at the time, which was yeah. Lou Hudson and Kareem and Norm Nixon and whoever else. Uh it was before Magic was drafted. Yeah. So yeah, I mean Lou's sister is my god, my godmother. So you know, I had yeah. to had to represent. And Dr. J and Metal Lark Lemon, come on. I know, I know, I know. I sh- but it has that '70s feel to it. it does. You see the clips, and it's just like, oh, this looks. It's mm. like fast break. <laughs> yes. So that was the thing when I saw this list. You know, all the different movies that were up for this category. I was like, "Fast Break? What the hell is that?" And I was looking it up, and I was like, "Nothing against Gabe Kaplan, but this movie looks whack." And um, then I started putting together all the reviews and 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 critic scores, Mm -hmm. and um, it just did very well. It's very it's a very beloved. I think it was one of the first kind of like. Yeah, like I mean, besides critics like what is were it? middle, yeah. they were like middle of the road. The critics, pretty much. But I think but, that's um, is that know, the old, is that the oldest basketball movie you have on the list, or is Fish older? This between uh, those I think two, Fish I'd is imagine. older. I think yeah. Fast Break is seventy nine, and Fish is seventy eight. Is that right? Okay, it's about right. Yeah, but, but it's yeah, in, it, but, but like Fast Break kind of hits that period that that late seventies early eighties period. We've got a lot of sports movies from some great, and, and that's because like we originally, Jason had said, "Why don't we do sports movies?" And I'm like, "You can't do sports movies because there's too many." It's like yeah. I mean, I mean, there's just too many. It's like there's there's five hundred boxing movies. Yeah. There's you know there's just so yeah. many. It's there are like, a thousand football movies. Movies. I mean, it's mm-hmm. so hard, and it's like, how do you pick? Yeah. yeah. And then you would talk about like someone like one of my favorite sports movies ever is Breaking Away. Like, you know, it's like I'm not into cycling, but like I love Breaking <laughs> Away. It's like one of my favorites. So yeah, I mean, like how do you get Chariots of Fire, Chariots which of would fire. make the list if you just did sports? Yeah. God, that movie's good. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, so I there's just so a tough. lot. It's it's tough. It's you have to you'd have Unless, to you had well, yeah. yeah. It would it would take a long time to put that list together. Yeah. Were there any other tough ones in the comedy category for you? Not really. I was just surprised at how low Teen Wolf was, but it wasn't that hard. Yeah, <laughs> I was. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. the only the tough matchup for me, and I do love Semi Pro, but it wasn't hard for me to say White Men Can't Jump. No, Where it, it got either. tough for yeah. me was Teen Wolf versus White Men Can't Jump, and I'll say what my final four is later. But um, will, yeah, so, so I won't mention that. That was that was hard, was. especially because there's so many. I mean, well, they both have very inconsistent basketball playing, especially Team Wolf. But <laughs> but but the movies, but the movies, yeah, Great, the yeah. movie, yeah, the movies, awesome. Yeah, I mean, critics it, are the ones who really who brought down the Teen Wolf score because the Metacritic score for Teen Wolf is twenty five. That doesn't surprise me. A lot of those great movies from the 70s and 80s, critics were harsh on when they came mm-hmm. out, and then when they mm-hmm. became like classics. Critics well, like, revisited and started. They revisited. You and I 
mm-hmm. watched it like 15 years ago because I got the Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf 2 <laughs> double features DVD because it was Teen on Wolf sale 2. somewhere. And I was like, we're going to watch this because I was thinking like, we'll just laugh. But we watched the first one and we're like, this movie has a lot of heart and the actors are doing their thing. Great. And the, the coach is awesome in that movie. Okay. He's can, hilarious. I got, I, can I do it? Can I do it? And you, I know you're going to show it, but I just had, this is one of my favorite lines ever. The three rules I have that I live by. <laughs> never get less than 12 hours of sleep. Never play cards with a guy with the same first name as a city and never get involved with a woman with a tattoo of a dagger on her body. Now you stick to that and everything else is cream cheese. <laughs> it's just as great as that guy was in the role. Uh, his name's Jay Tarsus. Yeah. He's mostly a writer. So really? he didn't act much after that. Like he, this is one of his few acting roles. God, so most so of what he did after so that was writing. Guy. And his daughter is Jamie Tarsus, who ran CBS. Oh, for, I think oh, CBS for a bit. It was an ABC, and his, and, wasn't it? ABC no, one ABC, of yeah, I know. And, yeah. And, and his son is Matt Tarsus, who is a producer on like Scrubs, Thirty Rock, something. Oh, something yeah, like, like it was Scrubs. Like that. It was Scrubs. I remember seeing his name on there, and being like Matt Tarsus, who's that, and, and seeing the Jamie Tarsus thing. Yeah, uh, connect. I mean, yeah. Also, just just I know I already t- I talked about this with you guys, but like, can we just Hall of Fame boof? I mean, all time, like all time great. Why are you not dating yeah. her? girl yeah. of all time she oh, is yeah. she, of she all is of top. those movies absolutely of, of all of those 80s movies it's like she is mm-hmm. so cool she's such a fun hang and she's just like even like when they do the dance later and stuff she's just got it like man yeah. oof. oof so i i 100 agree with you and that's part of what makes the movie that much better because i think they made it understandable because they were childhood friends yeah, so that that we've always been best friends, so I never thought of Boof this way, yeah. sort of thing. That vo- vibe. So is so you don't think you stupid, but you do oh, think right. it. You right, do think right. it. Yeah, <laughs> you think it I the mean, way you... the real world, like because you, I've been in that situation a couple of times where it's like, of course, this is the person I should be actually going for, not this other girl who, who's you know not nice to me. I've been in that situation. When you're in the situation, it makes sense. When you're out of the situation, you're like, you big dummy. Yeah. Scott, <laughs> so, lock it yeah. up, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Trey, did you have any tough matchups in the comedy section? Without so I have one, before. and I'll get to it in a second. I, I haven't seen all of Semi Pro yet. I'll, I'll watch it actually after, mm-hmm. after we record, because I'll have to see it to understand it when I'm editing. So that against white men can't jump wasn't as hard for me as it was for maybe mm-hmm. you two. The tough one for me, because I lo- all of us obviously love Teen Wolf, but I just watched the winning season for the first time the oh, other day. It's a good one. And I was like, oh my God, that, <laughs> why did you pit this against Teen Wolf in the first round? Like, that's yeah. what I was thinking oh, when I was wow. watching it. Because it was- too bad. Um, I hadn't seen it. Oh, it's great. You had it? Oh, it's good. It's really good. Oh, man. Like, it's almost- it was almost unfair to Teen Wolf because it's kind of like it is a comedy. The winning season is in the right category, but it was almost a drama. It's more of a comedic dra- it's, moments. It's more of a dramedy because he's more of a sad character. And right. You know, yeah. Like, and the, I mean, mm-hmm. the actors nailed it. It's the that Sam great. Rockwell. I'm not yeah. Rockwell. Rockwell is just you put Sam Rockwell in your movie and you, you're like you're already at like a hundred like. 95 percent mm-hmm. so right. yeah. and emma roberts early in her career yeah. 
Margot Martindale. Yeah, Martin uh, Martindale. I love Mar- yeah. Margot Martindale. And a couple of Breaking Bad vets. In yeah. There. But any so that that was the toughest matchup for me in this, in this because of how great both movies are. But I've lived with Teen Wolf longer. It's it's right. too, it's and, too nostalgic. And, it's, and yeah. it's great. And you know, one thing I I rewatched Teen Wolf as well. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't know because it wasn't in the the zeitgeist yet, mm-hmm. the mainstream zeitgeist was just let me let me back up for a second and it'll make sense so bear with me for a minute mm-hmm. one of the co-writers for teen wolf is a guy named jeff Loeb, and he yeah. is a big comic book writer. comic book guy he wrote a lot of marvel books he wrote a lot of dc books he was mm-hmm. also the guy he was running marvel tv when that was still an entity so he was overseeing uh, oh, daredevil okay and, and yeah. luke cage and agents writer. of shield and all of that stuff mm-hmm. great 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 so why do I bring this up? So after Scott wolfs out for the first time, the next day, he's, he's still freaking out. And his dad's trying to sit him down and calm him down. And he says, Scott, if you want it or when you want it, you'll have great power. And with great power, <gasps> you know the rest of the line. Are you serious? He I, says I- it. When you want it, you're going to have great power. And with great power goes a greater responsibility. Holy So so not word for word. So long before Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire, Scott Howard actually did (laughs) it. He was Spider-Man. And And Michael J. Fox Fox would have been a great Spider-Man in the 80s. But here's the other thing. Because I heard that line in the movie, and then I went to look to see who wrote it, I, I, I started to see their real parallels. Mm-hmm. Like it, it like Scott Howard yeah. is very much a Peter Parker type because he's there... trying to learn the Peter, the, the responsibility of having this power. Isn't uh, there and... a, a basketball scene in, in the amazing Spider-Man? Is there? Yeah. 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 It's when he's showboating. Uh, that's what I thought. Yeah. 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 Um, but anyway, another great uh, kind of tying all of this together with the Spider-Man thing. One of the great scenes that really nails it for me about how great this movie is, and it's a quiet moment that I don't think too many people would pick up on, is near the end when Scott's rethinking being the wolf, because he's, mm-hmm. he's already, I think this is after the dance. So after he's yeah. ripped up Mick's shirt and, and the principal goes after him. And so he's um, vice principal, I should say. So he's talking to Booth and, and Styles in the school and he's like i don't think i'm gonna do it and styles is like scott do the right thing and this is michael j fox and his michael j foxius his perfection he said it's all i want to do styles it's all i want to do <laughs> and it's like oh man like you get the feels from that styles, yeah he's fantastic a- in that did did i ever show you i person masturbating at the end of last game <laughs> um no look it up trey i'm not joking (laughs) oh god oh oh i know what you're talking about rob yeah no so according to what i read that was actually a girl whose pants were too tight so she had to unzip to sit down oh i had a wider shot you yeah. can tell that it's a girl. And so when oh. she stood back up, she zipped back up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there is a some sketch group, and I can't find it right now, but I hope I can find it later. That years ago, 
did some bit where they inserted themselves in the movie Teen Wolf as like other characters. They weren't playing characters or actually in the movie. They're just other characters. Like the like the friend who's not Styles. <laughs> Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Lewis, Lewis, Lewis. Exactly. I remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> and so they were <laughs> there were all these funny bits in there and they kept making jokes about how old the bad guy character looked. <laughs> like he wasn't he was upper twenties like, in real yeah, life. Yeah, they were <laughs> they in the in the sketch they were like he's 35 years old. <laughs> like if you see the guy then it's like yeah. super layers i wish i could find it but the teen wolf television show is going to make it pretty hard for me to find that now on youtube trey if i can find that sketch you got to include it and yeah. see youtube because mm-hmm. it's so funny uh did nice. you have any other tough matchups in the comedy section no no i mean and teen wolf ended up winning like i said because i mean that well that whole bracket that whole bracket. I mean, that, okay. yes, yeah, it's, it's the comedy winner. Well, interesting. Edging out White Men Can't Jump. Yeah, that was my problem, too. Because mm. White Men Can't Jump is so funny and so good. I can hear Jimmy. Like, there's so many great lines in that movie. It's so, I love it so much. And actually, I had filled out most of the bracket except for drama. And uh, I didn't have my final four for drama or documentary. But I had everything else figured out except for who was going to go White Man Can't Jump or Teen Wolf. And that was like the last thing I chose because I was like, I don't know what to go. That was the hardest out of everything on the bracket. I felt like um, the Sweet sweet 16 was pretty hard. Like once you got into the Sweet 16, it, it got a little hard. Yeah. Well, let's go to documentaries now. And I guess also this is a good time to let the listener know that the reason the way i seeded these was i counted up the different scores metacritic and metacritic user scores rotten tomato and rotten tomato fan scores and imdb scores and uh, and i know on imdb it'll be like 6.8 i just said that was 68 since that's how like the others work and um if it was ever a point something i just made it 22 instead of 2.2 and averaged it out and also took into account the box office but that was kind of least important and i also took into account how many best of lists they made like best basketball movie Mm -hmm. lists and um and if i had a situation where there are a lot of movies or, or a few movies that i couldn't decide uh between because maybe they were tied or it didn't make sense to not include one or two of them because there are a couple of movies that are like like no one knows these movies yeah you said one to me and i'm like get the f out of here i don't know what you're talking about like, <laughs> Your yeah, campus told... confessions and yeah and something the, else and the fair co-ed and i was like i don't know these I don't movies know but they I had mean, and i know a they lot had of like movies. strong yeah. i i know yeah they're just old throwaway movies but yeah. they only had imdb scores i couldn't find anything else for them and mm-hmm. their imdb scores were decent but it gave them a leg up against movies like Semi Pro and and Teen Wolf. I, don't, I think Teen Wolf was on the bubble Damn. at one point. So like mm-hmm. it was. So it's basically uh, like this year's Saint Peter. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I I said, well, this movie is beloved. Teen Wolf has to be on there, and that's why it's seventh, even though we all love it. But when you average its scores out between those those five different scores, it's a 
Mm-hmm. Not great. Does it deserve something higher than that? Absolutely. Um, but even fans let it down, right? Yeah. Like the highest for Teen Wolf was IMDb, and that was 61. Which is shocking to me because fans yeah. still talk positively about it. So right. I don't understand. But like Rotten Tomato fans. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, Metacritic users gave it a 69. Yeah. Rotten Tomato fans gave it a 52. Those aren't great numbers. And that's why it ended up as low as it did. I would have put it at probably number two, mm-hmm. you know, because it's because I love that movie. So, mm-hmm. but that that's not the way I put the brackets together. I, I yeah. try to just stay as objective as I can. Uh, so now let's move on to documentary and I'll start that out and say what I had a tough time with. And it was what it was the Elite Eight. The Last Dance versus Hoop Dreams. Yeah, I was always going to be the hard one mm-hmm. for any. Yeah, for anything that I hadn't seen, I looked up the trailer. Oh, but I had seen On the Shoulders of Giants, and if you see that, uh, the only one just, I like, had with Semi Pro and Celtic Pride, I it was it's a play-in game mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, and uh, I hadn't seen City Dump, but City Dump and On the Shoulders of Giants had the same score like they were tied yeah. um legitimately tied and that's why there's a play-in game there but it was easy well it wasn't really i actually love on the shoulders of giants but i think <laughs> the last dance is better um but on the shoulders of giants hard to find and uh doesn't get enough love i'll say that yeah. much so i watched the trailer sonic skate and the heart of the game Mm-hmm. To, to try to decide that matchup. And I was interested in seeing Sonic Skate, not as interested in seeing Heart of the Game. Then I watched the trailers, and the trailer for Sonic Skate makes it look so cheaply made yeah. that it made me less interested to see Sonic Skate. And Heart of the Game made me more interested in seeing it. I went with Heart of the Game. I don't know. It's like I was kind of a, like, I think because of NBA Jams, the video game, I was kind of slightly obsessed with the Seattle Supersonics. So yeah, I remember I watching to... Sonic Skate. Yeah, I, I for some reason, because who was the was it who was the the star player on the on the Sonics? Was that you had the glove and you Kemp. had the Rain Man? Yeah, Kemp. yeah, Sean Kemp. <laughs> Sean Kemp. That's what it was. Sean Kemp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trey's laughing at the at a reference that he's about. <laughs> Trey, tell the story about <laughs> the Rain Man. <laughs> so he ended up gaining a bunch of weight. Uh, late in his career <laughs> and so he was uh, he bounced around the league later in his career I forget exactly where he was playing but he couldn't like he was called the rain man because he had ups and he was like bringing he was making bringing the rain. rain making it rain dunking on fools so later in his career he couldn't get much off the floor so one of my friends said uh man he's now he's the puddle <laughs> as soon as i saw you laughing i knew that's why you're laughing <laughs> you know do you know what you know what has slightly ruined hoop dreams for me it's not ruined it's mm. just that I, unfortunately i always think of this other movie when i think of hoop dreams which is the great the great actor philip seymour hoffman in mm. the film along came polly because they're playing basketball and he's like make it rain <laughs> and it's clearly it's clearly a reference to hoop, hoop dreams <laughs> that scene is so in hoop dreams is yeah. so uh, there's something about it because it's like it's not acted it's real life yeah but of course he's sort of playing up for the cameras but the way a person does when even yeah. the home video cameras on 
And there is something that it like an underlying thing that's happening in that scene that that makes it so uncomfortable. Um, and it's you know it's just like a dad being mean to his kid essentially. Kid. Well, like stage he's like dad, basically. exerting, dad, yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and exerting power. Um, and and you know it was it, that scene is compelling. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very compelling scene. Uh, but yeah, hoop streams versus last dance very difficult. I end up going with the last dance. Saturday. I just think overall, it was so solid. And I will also say, um, this is the only television thing that I was allowing on. I th- I don't think I made I let any other I think TV stuff on. It's it's really sticky because it's like because like obviously like if you look at like OJ the run for run of his life like that one and that one like documentary at the the Oscars. And technically that was kind of like, is it TV? Is it a movie? It's a little wishwashy. At least it theatrically first, yeah. so they could qualify. They qualify, but like, yeah, that one's kind of you know, I understand how someone would say well, the last dance is a little iffy, but I would say based off obviously this is based off my Twitter usage at the time, but like it was such in the zeitgeist from memes to people commenting. I mean, like people I remember talking to somebody and they're saying. I just can't wait to find out what happened. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, how do you not know the repeat? repeat? Like, uh, like, like, it was like one of the greatest moments of my childhood. Like, what are you talking about? Like, but it, but it, that's how compelling it was. And that's how well, yeah. even for me, I'm watching it. I know what happens. It's like, I, you know, but I'm watching the documentary and I'm like, and fuck John Stockton, which I still believe. <laughs> um, and <laughs> speaking of anti-vaxxer. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's crazy. It, you know what right? I mean? Uh, yeah, he's, he's, you know, he's not at the tournament. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there aren't too many teams or players that feel cinematic, even if they're great, even yeah. if they're some of the best ever. They, they, they don't still have that legend feel it's, the way Michael Jordan and those Bulls had. Even like and, when you get into like the Steve Kerr episode, you know, mm-hmm. and like yeah. talking about him and like, you know, I didn't <clears throat> know this stuff about his dad until I watched the documentary. Me and neither. so, and yeah. so I was just like, wow, like to overcome that. And like, yeah, I mean, and then obviously be, become such an amazing coach as well. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, like. And broadcaster and. and broadcaster. I, and yeah. front office guy. He's like been able to do it all. Yeah. Yeah. He, and like, but that, I mean, it's just. it. <laughs> what, and it also, unfortunately, retroactively ruined my childhood. I mean, actually, you know, the, the, the person that put the, the, the chink in the armor of Michael Jordan for me was actually Trey. Because me. Trey was. Yes. You were the first person that told me a story about Michael, which we can't get into, which he had knowledge of, about Michael Jordan just being so competitive. I'll say that much. And so it, it all, it kind of affected me. And, I, and then once I saw this, I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah, that story was 100% true, I bet. <laughs> yeah. No, that yeah. was, so, you know, what was so interesting too with that was when they talked about the the innuendo that his betting resulted in his dad's his dad, murder so horrible it is horrible and it's horrible to say he w- was composed when he talked about that yeah when they got to the part of people saying he was a tough teammate and he was hard on them 
that was when he started to lose his composure and had to <laughs> had to take a break. And I'm like, that's what that's what made you cry and and feel like you have to you can't talk about it anymore. Like yeah. you were a tough teammate. I don't know. That was I, I was like, this dude, this cat's weird. <laughs> well, I think the difference is because of how again, going back to his competitiveness and how much you know these if regardless of sport you know the the elite athlete they they literally every decision they make everything they do all the stuff they're doing is for one singular goal yeah so there's a certain level of i don't even know what word to call it that it's, like the, it's a thing it's like this like thing they possess i mean right how do you, how do you get to where I mean, it's it's almost mythical. I think he's justifiable in being hard on uh, you know being a tough teammate and pushing them the way he was. That's right. why I feel like he shouldn't have cried over it. But I think it's that you know there was the talk, particularly early in his career, that he was yeah. a ball. All the stuff you heard about Kobe, you, you, yeah. it's what they were oh, saying yeah. about Jordan. But but there wasn't the same twenty four seven news cycle. Same with uh, Magic. Yeah, same with Magic. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of that kind of teammate beef and and all that kind of stuff it probably weighed on him early and it probably lessened when they were winning and and, and it, yeah. he was proven right but it's still like it's got to be something there that yeah. there was so much of and then for him to like haul off and punch steve kerr in a practice right um like whatever that is in him that made that possible is still something he probably has a little difficulty dealing with because I, I remember seeing it even when he was with the wizards like he's diving on the floor for loose balls at the end of his career. And, you know, that some of the style of NBA player, the personality of NBA player changed a little bit. So you're not seeing that same level from those other guys. You know, it's just just kind of dealing with all of that. Like you got to want it as much as me. How can you not want it as much as me? Yeah. You don't get crying about that over crying about being uh, <laughs> basically accused of being the reason your dad was murdered. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. I just think he lived with the other thing more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe he had to deal with the uh, stuff with his dad more directly and get past it emotionally. Mm -hmm. Because it's not as important. He didn't get to emotionally deal with uh, the teammate stuff. But Not to play armchair psychiatrist since I have no degree. But, (laughs) you know, maybe his playing baseball under the number 45 and then coming back to basketball under his his dad's number was 45. That's where where that came from. And then coming back to basketball in the number 45, that may have uh, helped serve some catharsis on that in ways that maybe there wasn't catharsis on the other stuff. I felt like that watching the movie. I, I kind of felt the same thing watching it was. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So yeah, the last dance definitely won that category for me. Yeah, for me as well. <laughs> yeah, and it won it for me too. But it was hard. But hoop dreams is amazing. Like that's just right. That's just super hard. This is the category where I was deficient. I haven't really seen any of these yeah. in their entirety. Mm-hmm. I've seen parts of Last Dance. I've seen parts of Hoop Dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, their their legends precede them, <laughs> and I've seen enough of them to know their greatness. And so you know. I would actually say of, of all of my, like, I know it's silly, but of all the, the documentaries I've ever seen, The Last Dance is probably in my top five, mm. like easily. I think it's just because it was so entertaining and I did so many stories yeah. and they, they balanced it so well. 
because they really and it's took a time. rewatcher yeah. too like you can easily oh re-watch i've already watched one. it twice yeah like yeah. it's i mean it's it it's great like i've really enjoyed so it so good just sit and, <laughs> and watch that yeah <laughs> watch michael jordan drink uh bourbon and smoke, a smoke cigar. so many how can an elite athlete smoke so many cigars like he's just like as soon as he was off the court he was smoking a cigar <laughs> i don't get it i don't it's get wild. it yeah, yeah i think that's um, the one thing if you're to compare competitiveness between jordan and kobe i think that's where kobe might get a hair because he was so much more focused on on the health side of it too and the, i agree like tom brady <laughs> Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Well, let's move on to animated family rom movies. That category, not necessarily as difficult. Interesting category, though, because of the different kinds of movies in there. And also, and I know the movie starts with this, but before I knew the movie started with this, I kept singing whenever I was like putting the bracket together, I would see names so much. I ended up like making up songs. Or like do, doing parody songs of the name. So with Love and mm-hmm. Basketball, I kept going, Love and Basketball. And of course, <laughs> the movie starts with Love and Happiness. So yeah. it ends up not yeah. being as original. But um, Love and Basketball. Minute, something's wrong. <laughs> with my jump shot. I'm yeah. Not a good, I'm not a good teammate. <laughs> Will the WNBA ever be invented? <laughs> <laughs> I kept doing that with that song. And then Glory Road, I kept singing as Glory Road. <laughs> In a week of a point guard's eye, Glory Road. Glory Road. Well, I couldn't. With, of- with animated, so we have few physical CDs still in our house. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, in Megan's got it, my wife's got a, a booklet of CD. And my, my son has a little CD player in his room and he right now, and this is before we talked about this space jam soundtrack has been on heavy rotation for sure. Heavy. That's a legit soundtrack. That's a I'm legit just, soundtrack. I'm just singing those songs legit. I kept doing the Chris rock song though. Yeah. <laughs> the Chris rock remake of the Cheech and Chong song. Yeah. I, my, my first, I like, I mean, you know, it's so complicated, but then a certain person who is properly canceled in society his song uh-huh. from this movie is is amazing, unbelievable, mm-hmm. Mass- massive. And like I have, when yeah. Luke listens to it, I don't know how to talk to my almost five year old son. I'm like this guy's really messed up, but man, could he sing? <laughs> and he nails it for this one. Yeah, that's not the as thing. much I mean... as not as much as Gotham City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one wasn't the same hit. But that's the thing. I mean, rewatching this movie, not only the fact that that's a beautiful song. But they use it in the right moments. They use it right, so well. Right. And like, and, and I mean, you know, actually, and this is going to be controversial to say, I actually prefer Seal's version of Fly Like an Eagle to Steve Miller. I know. Well, that, that's another well-used song. And I, mm-hmm. because I, I like Seal's voice more. And so I yeah, mean, I. That's I, me too. It's, that's yeah. the version I hear in my head when the song comes. To yeah. Me. Cause I love what he does at the version. end of the song. In a world full of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just, yeah. Uh, yeah no it's a great yeah that's but a great i mean it's it. your chance do your dance at the space jam come on space jam. <laughs> that's why the elite hate was hard for me because love and basketball mm-hmm. beat space jam <laughs> oh wow <laughs> uh, because it well is a, that was that was yeah. a tough matchup for me i actually ended up picking space jam because i kept singing the songs 
Um, favorite song I did was, I will say, uh, was Heart of the Game. I kept going, I've been trying to get down to the heart of the game. <laughs> <laughs> but my knees are weak. Weak. And my ankles are shattered, but I'm thinking about a basket. Oh, basket. <laughs> From downtown. Can you can you imagine if they came out with Joanna Man nowadays though? Oh, it it wouldn't be released. <laughs> yeah. When we saw Joanna Man when it originally came out, I mean we didn't see the movie when the when the movie was released and we saw about it. Trey and I immediately go to Booze and Buddies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it, there's a it, whole it, different context in sports now. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, especially it, nowadays. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, Leah Thomas. Yeah. I mean, that's that is everyone's context now for this now, I mean, kind of yeah, situation. I mean, well, Friday, I, mean, I was, the, you know, Friday, I was at Buffalo Wild Wings at lunch and like I'm watching the games and also one of the TVs is talking about this, you know, subject. Mm-hmm, and it was like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And they probably did not address, I haven't seen Juana Man. It was easy for me to say love and basketball over it because even when Juana Man came out, outside of the context that we have now, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> that movie looked bad. It was easy for me to dismiss it. But now it is, I, I, I wonder if they actually said, hey, it's actually really inappropriate because if some NBA player went into went into the WNBA the way Joanna Mann did. This is not a trans yeah. story. No. He didn't change hormones. He using did his differently. male privilege to Right, yeah, right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Have, have you story. seen it, Rob? Yeah, I saw it when it came out. So I, I watched it recently because yeah. it some user, it's not streaming anywhere, but somebody just posted it on YouTube. Yeah. And and this is how little the studio cares about it. They <laughs> haven't pulled it down. Uh, and so I texted Jason and I said something to the effect of how the writers failed the movie, but the actors actually cared. So, I mean, if you were to watch it, the actors are still giving it. So you might, some well, people I mean, who can turn I mean, their got, brains off might feel a little something here and there. But, I mean, there's, a, but there's, there's a good cast. I mean, you got Tommy Davidson and, and, and Kevin Pollock's in it and Vivica Fox. I mean, mm-hmm. and Miguel A. Nunez Jr., not super well known, but I mean, he, God, was, he was doing those- a good job. He's one of those guys. I feel like this killed his career. Like I've because he's he was always good in things. Like he like in life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he just I don't know why he didn't he never really popped off that much. I mean I what I mean I know probably one of the reasons why is because you know this is really might moment. be this. But <laughs> one other thing I'll say about this, and it's similar to what I'd say about like any other bad movies on this or didn't even make the bracket is when when Richard Donner was making Superman, Mm -hmm. he posted on the wall the word verisimilitude. And it uh, it means the appearance of being true or real. So that's what he wanted to bring to his Superman movie. He wanted to bring that truth to it because it because that's what kind of that's what's needed for any of these kinds of movies that require a a lot of leap of faith or or suspensions of disbelief. Mm -hmm is you have to ground it in something and you have to create some realism around the magical or fantastical thing that you're creating or high concept uh, mm-hmm. that you're doing. And that's what I think Juana Man was missing. Somebody came up with an idea for a redemption story of this Dennis Rodman, yeah, but a selfish, a much more selfish on the court Dennis Rodman. That's who Juana Man was. But it wasn't a three-dimensional version of that. Like, yeah. where did this guy come from? Why is he this way? And they they had this 
kind of nice relationship between him and his aunt played by jennifer lewis no 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 sorry (laughs) (laughs) but that kind of made it make less sense that he was that kind of a selfish guy that he had the relationship with his aunt that he did and he went like full-on literally got naked on the basketball court when he got suspended this last time he had been suspended a bunch of times it's like dude why is he just completely getting naked on the court because he's mad that he's being benched like it's just all these kinds of things before you even get to the high concept part of it Mm -hmm. then you get to the high concept part and it's like you know that they have physicals when they (laughs) sign people up i mean (laughs) rob do you know who did the music for Joanna man i don't i'm gonna just guess like jamiroquai i don't know who wendy and lisa wendy and lisa yeah the only women involved creatively with that movie you can't <laughs> if tell. you can't tell and were... <sighs> yeah that was that, that's one that one that i was kind of sad couldn't make the this list was rebound with martin lawrence which i yeah. like i like that movie i get why you like it that this is another one where i thought that the actors brought it Martin mm-hmm. Lawrence being great. You, you had Megan Mullally in a smaller role, but she was still doing her level of quality and windy. Raquel yeah. Wob- Robinson doing great. The kids were great. The kids were kind of relationship stuff yeah. that they built in between how the, the coaches, it's another redemption story, the coaches' redemption yeah. story. Very similar to Joanna Man in terms and, of the kind of antics. Yeah, and it's basically, I mean, it's basically bad, bad news bears, you know, for yeah. the, or Mighty Ducks kind of movie. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand. I and. En- I enjoyed the performances, but the movie was stupid. No, yeah, stupid. No, and, I mean, and that's not, another yeah. one where they didn't yeah. bring like there's a lot of stuff, a lot of little things. They didn't have anything fantastical in that movie. There's no. a lot of things they could have done to make it feel real. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's some suspension, like like Blue Chips is a legit movie, even though it's a number eight seed. Uh, we'll get. I know we're going to get to that. But oh, the one don't. thing I'll say about blue chips. I'm, re- I'm, not I'm gonna, ready. I'm ready for blue chips. Don't worry. Don't worry don't, about that. So I'm not. I'm not going to give anything away about that bracket. But what I'll say about blue oh, chips is they staged and same thing in Love and Basketball with Sanaa Lathan's coach in college. They had it where the the head coach basically did everything, mm-hmm. and that the assistants didn't do much. That sort of leap I can understand because you've got Nick Nolte in the role. And you're going to put him on screen as much as possible. And if you give one of the assistant coaches a line, then all of a sudden you got to pay a lot more money instead of them being the extras standing there as the assistant coaches. So a little bit of that movie making kind of tweaks, I understand, but you can't go full on rebound or Joanna man, stupid. Yeah. Some of that stuff up. So what about movies like Forget Paris? So I love Forget Paris. I love Forget Paris. Yeah. You two have given your, your talks on this bracket already. Not really. I'll just say quickly, Forget Paris versus Just Right was actually the hardest for me in this division. I didn't like Just Right. I saw it. I didn't like it. I've seen Forget Paris, and I was like, well, let me look at the trailer for Just Right, because I know about it, but let me just see what I feel from that. And then I familiarized myself with Forget Paris by looking at that trailer. But when I saw Just Right, I was like, I can see how this movie can go wrong, but I bet I would at least like the people in it. Except for I don't buy Common as a NBA player because he's six one, and that's yeah. my biggest problem with a lot of these movies is that they have six feet tall people who are major NBA stars, and it's like that's not 
I don't yeah. think that's as common. I can't as well, if they're, they're the point guard, if yeah. they're the point guard, it, yeah. they can make it make sense. And that's what I think they did well in Love and Basketball. But yeah, every single one, I mean, Celtic Pride. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. every movie, except you know, for He Got Game. Yeah. <laughs> Or blue chips. Um, or blue chips. Yeah. Yeah, but also I'm just not sure if if I think Common's a good actor. Like he just goes back and forth. There's some I think he's good in John Wick too and some other things, but like I don't know. I, I can't decide. I I like Common a lot. I just don't know if I like him as an actor. I don't know. <laughs> so I haven't seen Just Right, uh, but I loved Forget Paris when it was new, and I rewatched it the same day that I rewatched uh, Love and Basketball. Mm. Um, so that actually made that a really oh, tough matchup okay. for me because I love both movies. Yeah, that was actually different, a tough match. Yeah, for, for different reasons because I I penciled in Love and Basketball before I rewatched both because I thought that was going to be just easy for me. Yeah. Uh, and then I rewatched Forget Paris first, loved it, and I was like, oh, man. And then started it- watching Love and Basketball Still loved it. I mean, loving back. I mean, it's, it's there's no negative in terms of what made it difficult. It's, it's more, yeah. But I think what almost made me go forget Paris is that it's lighter. Mm. Yeah, I guess a true yeah. is more comedy, mm-hmm. dealing with the same kind of heavy stuff in terms of the relationship of the main characters, but but lighter. And, and yeah. so I think it 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 almost won out just because maybe I wanted to be a, in a little bit more of a laughing mood there's at this a, sort yeah. of thing. But then love and basketball, there's so many things mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I can relate I mean, to more and, in and that it's movie. Just, and it's such a, I mean, I mean, obviously basketball is in the title, but it's just such a, I mean, that is the heart. And it's, it's, it's such an interesting idea about success and, and, and an interesting and way of showing and, yeah. it by doing it as mm-hmm. quarters, you know, mm-hmm. they, I, I thought they did a really good job with that movie, even the stuff that was difficult to sort of make uh, yeah. people believe. But I could totally see, I could believe Billy Crystal being a, an NBA. Mm-hmm. And I could totally see him kicking cream out of a game in <laughs> yeah. his farewell, to, uh, farewell, farewell season. Game. So <laughs> let me be the first to be say first farewell. 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 <laughs> yeah, um, got, but the other, the other line he has is he calls up his friend and he's like, hey, do you remember Miss, I can't remember the teacher's name, Miss Johnson oh, yeah. from third grade? I don't know. I was just wanting to masturbate tonight. So. <laughs> <laughs> I also loved in the montage of basketball refereeing, he stops with uh, Spud Webb and he said, you're the only one I can talk to. <laughs> I, can talk to. I forgot yeah. about that line. That's oh, a my funny one. Yeah. I didn't rewatch it. I just, I just remembered a lot about it, but yeah. That's was, a great movie. Yeah. And rewatching the trailer, I realized just how romantic the cinematography was. Like they did such yeah. a good job getting really good shot like that looked like a big time movie so also just mm-hmm. like isn't yeah. it a crying shame that deborah winger didn't make more movies yeah it is she apparently left because her mom got sick like shortly after this movie oh really so oh, it was okay yeah she she's so amazing yeah do yourself a favor and, and get a box of tissues and watch an officer and a gentleman and then follow it with terms of endearment and <laughs> <laughs> I, I do I do think it's funny though that like we've not talked at all about yeah, no, a new legacy. Yeah. <laughs> like not even a second. But a new legacy sucked. Yeah, a new what legacy was sorry. Yeah. Space Jam, the original <laughs> Space Jam was great. Special right. Space Jam's un, un, yeah. undisputed. It was but but love and basketball to me is just a better it's a better film. It's a yeah, film. I had to go with nostalgia on that. And I actually ended up going Space Jam, but I could have gone okay. either way. I went Space Jam too. 
You want Space Jam a new legacy? Damn. No. <laughs> well, you heard, it, you heard it first. The original first. Space he Jam. He says that LeBron is better than Michael. You've heard it first here. <laughs> that movie should have been good. I mean, he's a. It has a freaking. Actor, right? I mean. <laughs> they had a kernel of an idea. So it's another one where they had the kernel. If, but they didn't they go. Didn't they didn't but go. It, it wasn't. Let's say yeah. like like the fact of like Looney Tunes and and real. It was just such a, a cool idea. This was just like Warner Brothers was like, hey, how can we use a bunch of our IP in a movie? That's yeah. exactly what it was. Yeah. yeah. They started with trying to somewhat mirror the original Space Jam, where it's mm-hmm. like you see LeBron as the child, and this thing that that happened as a child is uh, affecting his future. But but it was remixed. It was his own yeah. thing. So LeBron as a child playing basketball was going to play video games and that took his focus off the game. And so the coach is like, you got to focus. And so now yeah. LeBron is this taskmaster with his son and isn't listening to the fact that the son wants to build video games and play video games. So that right. sort of thing, you can make a movie out of that. Yeah. They just did it poorly. But they bailed. They bailed on that movie. Yeah. Also, don't you think Bronny is a little pissed off that he didn't get to play? That's what you know, I was saying. Like, why the <laughs> hell is his own son not playing his son? I don't, well, Jordan's own children didn't play his children. I know, but was Jordan's own son a star basketball player in real life? Yeah. Not true. at the time of making Space Jam. So yeah. I don't understand what. It, it might have been eligibility issues, though. Because ah. this, is, this is before the NIL. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they shot it, at least. So they might not have been able to legally do it and keep Ron eligible. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on to dramas. <laughs> and this one, I, this really wasn't a tough, necessarily a tough category. I mean, I went with Finding Forrester over Glory Road just because I've never seen either of those movies. But what? you're the man now, dog. You've never seen Finding Forrester. You have got to That's watch another it. one I watched since we decided we were doing this. You have got to watch that movie. Okay. It is re- I'm telling you, it is, is really it actually good. good. Yes. I was crying at the end. Really? It is shockingly good. Yeah. When it came out, it felt a little like because it's the same director it's as Gus Van Zandt. And same director yeah. as Goodwill Hunting. And it felt I don't know if I thought this or if a lot of people were saying a this. lot of people said it was just like Goodwill Hunting when it came out. Okay. It wasn't really. It's it was not. his own thing. Okay. That's unfortunate then. Two things that are in common are the main character is is poor and extremely intelligent. But the other mm-hmm. the other factor is he's also a really good basketball player. And mm-hmm. the reason he's succeeding is because of his basketball playing and not because people appreciate his academics. But the scene between him and f marie abraham when mm-hmm. they they do the quote off it is it it's an amazing scene you convinced me it's a really good movie i mean it's okay yeah, it's criminally underrated and buster rhymes is in it but he's actually like this is the one he's time actually he really good. good yeah he's really good in it gus van stant needs to be the only one directing buster <laughs> rhymes he should direct the next halloween movie um <laughs> Well, I didn't have a tough time with anything in this category. The only thing I had a tough time was Hoosiers versus He Got Game. Because, you know, He Got Game, I loved Above the Rim, but it was not hard to say He Got Game over Above the Rim because it's just a more serious, well-made movie. I'm going to make you so mad. (laughs) (laughs) Out the gate. um, 
I liked blue chips when it came out, but Hoosiers is obviously. I mean, like, you know, no, it's, it's not. not. No, it's not. No. Wait Let your me... turn, Rob. Wait your um, turn. I know no. you want to come with the heat. Oh my gosh. But <laughs> I went with he got game in this category over Hoosiers. Um, that was uh what I ended up putting in my final four. And my final four is he got game. Space Jam, but on another day, I, w- I could have easily said Love and Basketball. Yeah, because it's just a good movie. But man, I can't. I'm my my heart is tied to Bill Murray and Space Jam so much. Like he's, he's so, so funny. funny. He's used yeah. really well. Oh god, so well. you did again another part oh, that makes sense. Just crushes, just crushes mm-hmm. in that movie. Wayne Knight was really well used too. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. Be the ball. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. even Bird was well used, and he yeah. was barely in it. Yeah, yeah. I had to go with that, but it, on another day, maybe I would have said Love and Basketball. The Last Dance and Teen Wolf. That's Those are my final four. Mm, okay. Okay. Trey, dramas, what's tough? What's your, what ended up being in your final four? So I know Rob wants to have his say, but, but Hoosers was easy for me over Blue Chips, even though I really like Blue Chips. I did not see either The Way Back or Coach Carter, so I just went chalk. I went with The Way Back. Uh, and then Hoosiers won that matchup. Finding Forrester versus He Got Game was tough for me. It was really tough because, again, they're both excellent movies. And, and they're both just well-crafted. Uh, the stories are poignant uh, and very different types of stories about kids from very similar environments. Um, and, you know, again, I was crying at the end of Finding Forrester Mm-hmm. Pride at the end of He Got Game. And, and Spike Lee knows when to do that dolly shot. God, Even if it's yeah. not until the credits. He, <laughs> he knows that, when that, to When do he it. throws the basketball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, so he that got, movie's so he, great. And arguably so one of his top three best, I would say, mm-hmm. He Got Game. Just because, And maybe it's recency bias because I literally finished watching it. Yeah. That's, when that's we hard. started the Zoom. But yeah. it's so good. I felt like it worked on so many levels. It addressed so many things I hadn't really seen addressed in a more realistic way. But it was... It, I, I just really liked that movie. I thought he he crafted one of his best ones. Like, cause like his early stuff is obviously a bigger deal than this movie was, but this was still a big movie. He got game. And then also he was a better filmmaker by the time he yeah. was making, he got game. Mm-hmm. So it works on certain levels that he, she's got to have, it doesn't work on. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. And just the, the layers and the, all the stuff going on with Denzel because he was actually he seems to have actually been a good husband and good father who just had a bad day really bad day yeah Yeah. and that set everything all the horrible stuff in that family's life set in motion by a good man having a bad day and you can still yeah yeah, and you can Mm -hmm. still see him being or trying to be a good man and how he was you, in jail. And he's struggling, struggling with the decision to do, try to do this. Right. Time. Yeah. Right. And, and the relationship he had with Mila Jovovich. Yeah. Uh, the, just the sweetness of that. And, and like you said, Rob, the, the whole thing with, with how he approached Jesus with 
uh, the thing. He was actually giving. Why do you name me Jesus? But but how he approached that because he was really trying to give real advice and connect with his son. And even after he told him why he was out of jail Mm -hmm. temporarily and how this can set him off, it was just get this anger out of your heart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just do what you got to do. Yeah. It was a powerful. It was powerful. Yeah. And so that one, that got in the final four out of this bracket for me, I though it was that. tough against finding Forrester, but, mm-hmm. but, yeah. it, but it was the it, final it was, four. That was a tough one, man. Yeah. So was he got game versus Love and Basketball for you on that side? He got game versus Space Jam. Space Jam. And oh, okay. Teen okay. Wolf versus Let's Dance. Mm-hmm. Let's, <laughs> Let's Dance tonight. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Rob, uh, <sighs> drama. Hoosiers is overrated. It's racist and it's uh it's got a great soundtrack. Gene Hackman's great in it, but Blue Chips is a better basketball movie by far. So explain the racist because I I was rewatching the last parts. game. The last game, the big deal with the last game is they're going against a team that has black players. So they're 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 disadvantaged because they're all white. That's why I don't like Hoosiers. <laughs> okay, Rob. The racism is wrong because this is based on real life. If you're, <laughs> if all you're saying is that it's because it's this all white team beating some team with some black yeah. players, then then it's incorrect. Well, it's the, not, the, the, the but, movie but, was based on a real life. I know it was based on a real life thing. And the I, team, the yeah. real team that won but, was all white. The real team that lost had three black players. I they, know. they matched the racial stuff perfectly. I think that I think it would be more interesting for that that team story. Like I think their story was probably a lot more interesting. Just I, yeah. they were a big school. It was the small the fact that it's a super small school. I know. I know. I've seen the movie 10,000. It was on cable all the time but here's i have a legitimate claim for why i like blue chips more for a couple it's of fine to like it more it's just i really do racism stuff but the racism <laughs> that was i just wanted to do that but no, oh, okay. no yeah, so you, so you were just being funny internet I was rob being, was I being was, funny i'm being funny no but my for my real reason i well one like there's a couple reasons why i like blue chips one the reason i when i got to see it it was we were traveling and my parents were like tired after traveling. We're in a hotel room and they said we could rent, I could rent this movie. Uh, you know, and, and hotels, I know there's, there's some that are silly. You can rent, like they're not, they're, they're kind of coming out of the theater, but they're not on video yet. So they cost a little bit more. And, but it, they, my parents never let me rent movies at, at a hotel, but they let me rent blue chips. And so <laughs> in that sense, it's, it's meant a lot to me. So I mean, we've talked about this before, like when you watch a movie, and just at, when you're at a certain age and just for me you know that was right when when Shaq and, and Penny were blowing up and I mean obviously Bobby Knight was still very much in the zeitgeist mm-hmm. and I think Nick Nolte is amazing in it Nick uh, Nolte shadowed Bobby Knight for a year yes he and did you can see that yeah. in his you performance in, in his style performance. Of coach. Yeah. okay that, that movie is directed by William Freakin who's one of the greatest directors of all time mm-hmm. it's got the best basketball I've ever seen in a basketball movie. I personally think because they did a, they did a. They played for real. They played for real. They, mm-hmm. they and actually they played against Indiana for like two games and like they like Indiana technically. Well, the fake those, Indiana because yeah, that was Bobby Hurley and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what but I'm it, saying? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, but you know, 
like so they have real basketball in it it's really really prescient for times now about talking about gambling and talking i mean think about how like gambling is becoming widely legal now mm-hmm. and you know point shaving mm-hmm. and then obviously now we've already kind of hinted at it but i mean you know player empowerment player you know like it's kind of you know i think about like the fact that kalapari gets paid eight million dollars and lost in the first round like that's, but then like his players can't make any money. Like that's, mm-hmm. cra- you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. that this movie has to do with that. You think about, you know, all of the characters in it from Penny's character to, to actually Shaq didn't want the money. He just wanted to play. He just, he was just dumb and couldn't pass the SAT. <laughs> but, actually he could. He, could. he just he thought said, it was yeah. racially biased. He, so that's right. Try. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, but, so he was actually pretty bright. Yeah, but William Freakin directed it. Ron Shelton, the great Ron Shelton, who directed White Men Can't Jump wrote this movie and and it has one of my all-time favorite character actors of all time mr jt walsh who mm. is just awesome he's like i own you like that scene is so good when he finds out that that one player was shaving points mm-hmm. i just think it's a great basketball movie i think it's really good and i love the ending of him you know he wins this big game everyone thinks they're gonna win the, you know the one to win the national championship and he just walks out he tells them what they did and he walks out and then he's coaching middle school, you know, like these kids, because he still loves the game. I just, mm-hmm. I like, I think the basketball is great. And also I once made eye contact with Shaq. So I'm always going to pick Shaq <laughs> over or shoot. So yeah. what, what's the player's name in Hoosiers? Was it Shooter? No. Uh, uh, who was the, who was the Jimmy Chitwood? Chip, Jimmy yeah, Chitwood? Chitwood. That's yeah. who it was. Yeah. So yeah, so I have blue chips winning all the, that. Blue chips actually goes all the way to the final two. Wow. Yeah. Wait, you got it over. He got game. I did. I got it over. He got game. Well, just because, it, because of when it hit and the basketball in it. I just. You're I wrong. Like it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you're wrong. Now I, I think I, I understand <laughs> blue like chips over said. Hoosiers because it's a legit movie. I think yeah. what what took in terms of picking Hoosiers over blue chips. There were just a couple things that took me slightly out of, of mm-hmm. blue chips, like Ed uh, Ed O'Neill. Yeah, uh, he's uh, the is, reporter. Yeah, he's the reporter, and just like how has he got pictures of everybody getting the tractor and, <laughs> yeah, and the car I know. and stuff? Yeah. I mean, it's it's not it as far. It's not like Joanna Man or Rebound kind of stupid, but but it's like, come on, man, you're not gonna. Yeah. Know. I mean, and there are just a couple other things like that throughout the movie, uh, but otherwise it's legit. But that's how Hoosiers could win relatively easily for me, even though yeah. I really like blue chips. Yeah. Not to get too much into the scoring details, but blue chips was decidedly not in the top eight of the drama movies mm-hmm. going by critic scores. Like it is bottom three. Yeah, but I think about when it came out and, they, and, and and the critics didn't get it, what it was talking about, too. Sure. Yeah, because it was there was probably some inside baseball stuff they didn't get. But they like fans don't like it much more. Rotten Tomato fans gave it a 51. What year did it come out? Rotten Tomatoes garbage, by the way. Sorry. Mid 90s. <laughs> It was, like I was 90, in junior it was like high, 93 so it was or 94. Yeah. Yeah. It was 93. I'm wondering if it's because of kind of being around basketball folks that I was hearing about it more. Because oh, I, I, I had a. They were talking about I, it at school and it yeah, wasn't so like I, basketball. Yeah. So it was it was a big deal. But it was Shaq. When it but came it was out. Shaq in a movie, too. Shaq and Penny. I, based off of kind of the talk I was around, I would have guessed that fans gave it better scores. I mean, it's similar to Teen Wolf in that way. I think Teen Wolf is a better movie. Well, I'll tell you, 
most movies, if critics dislike it, fans like it more. It's just that there were a lot of movies that, you know, mm-hmm. the, the fans didn't like it that much more or it was just, it was still kind of a tepid sort of response. Like Rotten Tomatoes is 37 for this, whereas the fans were 51. The Metacritic was 54. The fans were 66. Like that's, that's still kind of middling. There's yeah. only I can't I don't remember offhand what movie it was, but there was something where Rotten Tomato. It's very rare that this happens, but Rotten Tomato had a low score, and then the fan score was actually lower. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a 36 was what the critics yeah. gave it, and then the fans were like, "No, you're wrong." It's even worse than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's none. That's not yeah. something that got in the in the. Bracket. Yeah, like it's something I, that I, was. I, I think I think my other problem with Hoosiers ultimately, when I when I, I rewatched it like nearly like a year ago, mm-hmm. I can't. Dennis Hopper is just before he died was just so <laughs> insane, and so I can't. I know he's great in that movie, but I can't enjoy him. I just don't mm-hmm. enjoy Dennis. I don't. It's like it's like when I go back and watch John. I can't watch movie. I John Voight has ruined a lot of amazing movies. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, like I can't get yeah. the same with James Woods. Like James Woods was mm-hmm. a great actor. He was I like hate, one of the one of the guys in garbage the human being, yeah, and so well, I can't yeah. enjoy. It was the same reason why I can't enjoy Usual Suspects anymore. You know, like I can't mm-hmm. I can't watch mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey. It's like, hard and I can't, to watch and, these yeah. people, these figures, when they've had that. That's why, and I'm you know maybe Trey will put it in the thing again. But George Clooney saying, "I don't know why people have a Twitter." Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. whole discussion. Clooney has talked about this problem with movies, where like if p- people have this notion of you, and it's hard to shake that when you're trying to play a role, you're trying to it play is, something and different. It's than hard. You. It's hard. Yeah, and, and so it's. I feel bad. Also, by the way, it makes absolutely no sense to me that George Clooney has not played a basketball coach. He's a big he time basketball, basketball player. He loves but, it. He he's believable to me as a basketball do, coach. More than do, a lot of people who's played basketball coach. Do, do yourself a favor. Do you go back and watch The Way Back and Finding Force? The Way Back is very good. Okay. It's, and okay. actually, it's yeah. really interesting because it doesn't end, it, it, it doesn't follow the formula. And it's more about uh, somebody dealing with tragedy. But it's yeah. also a lot about ba- basketball. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of basketball. About Batman? Is that what, oh, um, it's about Batman. It's about Batman. Yeah. <laughs> That's part of what made going back to the winning season. I mean, that part of what made that great is it dealt with a lot of non-basketball stuff, but they also yeah. got the basketball stuff right. Yeah, and Ooh. that's and that's for me. That's I mean, Hoosiers did get the basketball right. I just can't get past some of the stuff. But I, and I just love blue chips. I just again, it's just one of the people be like this guy's crazy, but it's like he hasn't made it to the final two. <laughs> And I got Shelton versus Shelton, just spoiler alert. <laughs> so what was your final four, Jason? He got games, Space Jam, The Last Dance, and Teen Wolf. And okay. in the finals, The Last Dance, and he got game. And I haven't mm-hmm. picked a winner yet because I'm having a tough time knowing what to pick. Wow, that's okay. What um, was yours again, Trey? So I had Teen Wolf versus Last Dance, and he got game versus Space Jam, which... Mm-hmm. That final four by itself surprised me a little bit just because I didn't think I would have Teen Wolf or Space Jam getting that far. But yeah, those are the two movies that matched against each other in the championship was Teen Wolf and Space Jam. And let me just say a couple more things about those two movies. We hadn't talked too much about Space Jam, but the only the last thing I'll say about Teen Wolf is some great foreshadowing that they did. Another great thing about the writing, the directing, the acting is so, you know, the story near the end of the movie that Scott's dad tells him about. How when he would how when Howard was a teenager, 
the vice principal was trying to go after Scott's mom. Oh yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. And, he made and him, she uh, she didn't want himself. it. Made him yeah, piss himself. himself. And <laughs> so we hear that story at the end of the movie. Rewind back to the very first time Scott wolfs out in a basketball game. They cut to the vice principal, and he covers his crotch and and stands behind the stands. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> and like the whole build up to that too yeah because uh, like we we see that the vice principal has something sort of against scott but not so outwardly so like he's just kind of keeping an eye and even when scott like leaves the hair in the sink even before the wolf out yeah like there's this stuff going on where the principal vice principal is kind of watching scott but you don't know why mm-hmm. until that story near the end and so when you rewatch the movie, it's like there's this whole other context to those interactions and they set it up beautifully. Just oh, great yeah. stuff. So my final right. four was White Men Can't Jump, um, The the Last Dance, Blue Chips, and Love and Basketball. Yeah, it's a good one because that's White Men Can't Jump and Love and Basketball in another day would have been in my... So I had I had White Men Can't Jump, took it. Yeah. They took it. That's and, legit. And 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 if you know me, why the number one reason? It's not just the basketball, which Wesley Snipes is not nearly as good at basketball in real life as Woody Harrelson was. <laughs> yeah, didn't Woody Harrelson play in real life? Yeah, he played in real life. That's why yeah. I mean, because he also he's also in semi pro as well. Yeah. The climactic aspect of this, is, besides the game, was Rosie Perez goes on jeopardy and straight dominates which is my lifelong dream <laughs> so any movie that involves jeopardy i'm going to love it <laughs> so i i mean we haven't talked a lot about white man can't jump it is so funny that's a it fun movie i love that movie. Good movie i want to see it again it's he is so like both of them are so good together i know so you're good yeah you made some joke on Twitter, Jason, about how they like Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson should have made way more movies together. They they either, are, yeah, they've only done I think three Money movies Train together. is what derailed it, probably. I don't know why. That movie Money, didn't do well. It was good. Uh, maybe the I enjoyed it. But it's, I mean, it's, you know, like the, the you know, Billy's story and the, it's, it's so good. He's such a good character and so is Sydney. Mm-hmm. Like they're both great mm-hmm. characters. Again, it's Ron Shelton directed it. And I really can't stress like Ron Shelton. Look him up. He's one of the best sports movies because he also did a little film called Bull Durham, which <laughs> I could easily say might be my favorite. If it wasn't for Moneyball, Bull Durham would be my favorite baseball movie, but Moneyball edges it out because um, Moneyball is by far my favorite baseball movie. But Bull Durham's up there. <laughs> and I think the guy just made great sports movies. And so he also wrote Blue Chips and and he yeah, he did White Men. And, and so I, I, I went with White Men. Okay. Don't say it like that. Huh? Don't say it like that. I know. I I, I always men. choose went against men. the blacks. I always <laughs> choose white men over black men. Like what? We, I mean, blue no, chips. you no. always bet on black. Always um, bet on black. <laughs> that's but that's Wesley. <laughs> People should know. As much as I love Nino Brown, of course I'm going to go with a movie with Nino Brown in it. So. <laughs> so, so Jason doesn't know his winner. Rob no. went. I think white I just men can't it. jump. And what did you go? Oh, with? Yours so for your winner. Oh, I went with Last Dance. Trey, what was your winner? So my winner, Wolf, Wolf, Wolf. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. It, I do it, love that movie. It, honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that the basketball is not the greatest in that movie. Yeah, that, that is a thing that, that can take you out of it. It's, yeah. Uh, but the movie's so good. And the, that's, the, I mean, yeah. 
and ultimately when I'm thinking about the bracket, that's that's actually you know the most important thing is is how is the basketball in the movie, and that's why I like Blue Chip so much because the basketball is really mm-hmm. good in it. Um, but I just think that White Man Can't Jump is a way better movie. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah I, I on another day I could see yeah, uh, yeah. White Man Can't Jump going all the way. Yeah, because that that was another tough matchup for me was Teen Wolf versus White Man Can't Jump. So that yeah. I mean that's legit. Rob, what did you say ended up as your number one? Uh, White Man Can't Jump. Okay, and, and what was can. in the championship? White Men versus uh, Blue Chips. <laughs> You're just gonna keep saying it. I'm gonna way. keep saying it, guys. Well. Last Dance is my winner, but on another it's, day, could have been White Men Can't dance. Jump, or He Got it's Game, dance. or Love and Basketball. This was a hard bracket and when it came to those matchups, but um, you, I was also really happy with how the seedings turned out. I do wish I could have gotten Rebound or Sixth Man in oh, sixth the Sixth Man, yeah. Um, that was actually but they weird. just, there was no way to make them work in there. It was yeah. just, uh, it was too bad. But, he, had uh, to thunder, he had to get Thunderstruck, which we didn't even say one time. <laughs> yeah, I know. But Thunderstruck it's was uh, at least in that other. Yeah, yeah, it is. But it's at least in that other category. It's not in the same category. I know. Yeah, it was like a boot. I haven't seen Thunderstruck, but from the commercials or for the from the trailer, it looks like a bootleg like Mike. Yeah, I perfect. saw something about it years ago, not when it came out, but a, a couple few years ago, I saw that it existed. And I went, what the hell is this movie? I didn't the even only thing that would have made Thunderstruck better is if, you know, for a while, Kevin Durant wanted to go by the Grim Reaper. It should have been him like he gives the kid the power of the Grim Reaper. And so everyone gets <laughs> Thunderstruck. <laughs> also, it's really hard to like watch, like, like think about like Kevin there when he never won a championship and then immediately went to the Warriors and won a championship. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's how he got his game back. He uh, yeah. <laughs> switched game with. He went with the best point, best shooter of all time. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Steph's the best shooter of all time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, there it is. I hope you put your bracket together and share it with us online. If you don't then you can do it. I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. Think about it, man. Why does he such a I keep trying to get down to the heart of the game? But my knees are end 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 on seal. End on seal. That's much better. Like an eagle to see. Gonna fly like an eagle and have sex with Heidi Klum. Not no more. Cold blooded. Cold blooded. They're not together anymore. Well, If you were wondering what the sketch group that did the Teen Wolf bit was, that group was Summer of Tears, and we'll have a clip of what I referenced in the YouTube version of this episode. Go to youtube.com slash there it is and subscribe so you can be notified when it goes up. 
Also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at There It Is Pod. And follow me on Twitter at Jason Farr Jokes and Instagram at Jason Farr Picks. Also subscribe to our Comedy Lifestyle newsletter and support us if you can. We have a Patreon and a PayPal. Go to thereitispod.com for newsletter and support info. Links in bio. Be on the lookout for that bonus episode. Until next time, be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. (laughs) 